Nationaal. Soms vraag ik me af hoe we zoveel mensen op de vlucht kunnen opvangen. We zijn soms bang voor andere godsdiensten. Ja, onze vrijheid en cultuur is me heel veel waard. Ik weet soms echt niet meer wie ik moet geloven. Maar wat ik wel weet, is dat het mensen zijn zoals jij en ik. Ik zou waarschijnlijk hetzelfde doen. Natuurlijk vinden we dat vluchtelingen bescherming nodig hebben. Menselijk blijven, dat is het minste wat je kunt doen. Stay human. Ga naar stayhuman.nu naar Radio Zuidoost. 24 uur per dag vanuit het hart van de Belmer. Via kabel, salto.nl en 105.2 FM in de Eter. Listen to Voice of Niger on Radio Razo every Monday from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the morning for your spiritual lessons and upliftment. For community news, your interviews, special requests, and others, tune into 105.2 MHz ETA and 103.8 MHz on cable. We delight and entertain you. Hey, we also have more stuff coming your way. We have business matters. We have social and educational matters. We have health and healing matters. We also have legal matters. For more information, call us on 020-368-1968. We delight and entertain you. Voice of Niger on Radio Razo every Monday from 6 to 10 a.m. Razo! Voice of Ninja is right here to promote your business. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Ninja. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're not promoting your business. We can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 06-846-06-550. That's 06-846-06-550. Voice of Ninja, your place to advertise. It's summer and the holiday activities are here again. Southern Wells and will be organizing fun and pleasant activities for all residents. Summer is the time to take a vacation, to relax, and to do fun things with family, friends, and neighbors. For more information, visit www.swazoom.nl or our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thank you.
Good morning, friends out there. My name is Apostle Ayodokin and Radio Voices Major on live on. And uh, it's a joy to welcome you to another beautiful week. Uh, this is our inspirational segment, so we will be treating you to a string of gospel music and, of course, the Word of God. Welcome once again. Stay tuned with us for the next two hours or so. At this juncture, it is appropriate to offer a word of prayer. So we're going to pray now and uh, commit today's activities into the hands of the Lord. And Lord, we thank you for your kindness, your goodness. You have been extremely merciful to us in more than one, in countless ways, in fact. Today, thank you for everyone out there, every home, every family, every 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 uh, institution, everyone in authority. We just bless you for your mighty hands, which has kept us through these difficult times of God and has given us also hope that we shall surely overcome. Thank you that things are getting better and better. You're giving us control over this virus in many ways than one. Bless this day, bless this week. Even as this month is coming to an end, may your goodness continue to shine through all the darkness. Bless this program and touch somebody's life with it. The only way you can. Take the glory, the honor, and the praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.
so great And there is no one else like you There is no one else For you are great You do miracles so great There is no one else like you there is no one else for you do mighty things and you do glorious things you're a faithful god awesome is your name somebody come on you do my you do glorious things
the name is Yahweh. Somebody bless him, bless him in this place. Your name is Yahweh. And I know Sunday, This juncture, I would like to bring to you the song for today. The song for today, or shall we say the scripture reading for today? And this is taken from the 24th Psalm of the Bible, a Psalm of David. So, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, for he that he hath founded it upon the seas and establish it upon the floods who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord and or who shall stand in his holy place he that have clean hands and a pure heart who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation this is the generation of them that seek him that seek thy face O Jacob lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of Glory.
just join us. This is Radio Voice of Niger, and uh, you listen to our gospel inspirational segment. In our next five minutes or so, we bring it to you the word of the Lord. We titled that segment The Miracles of Jesus. It will bless your life, it will lift you up, it will encourage you. So please stay, stick on, stick around. Until then, enjoy this song about Miss Nana, Minister Nana, Equi Efriye.
God has promised. Um, it's time for the word of God. So here is Apostle Heller of Dokeno. Who, who, when you share your passion, 
they would fail for you and they want to run alongside with you. Not those who make a mockery and a jest of what God has placed in your hand to do. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 24, it says, a man that had friends must show, show himself friendly and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That's where I'm going. A friend that sticketh closer. He's ticket closer than a brother. So sometimes we come in contact with some friends who are closer to us than our biological brothers and our biological siblings. So we have such friends. They are out there. People that you can confide in. People who are ready to pay the price just to see that you go to your next level. And we also have those who are counterfeit. When you have those who understand you, who are fighting for your cause, they are bona fide friends. Those are the people who you can bring so close and share the things that God has put in your heart. Share your visions. Share your dreams. These are the ones who are ready to give a happy hand for you to go to your next level. But many times, they are very hard to find. The sort of friends don't stick, uh, they don't stick in crowds. When they come into your life, they will just come, they can be one or two in your lifetime. Because when we go about, we pack all of those people that crowd around us, and then, uh, and then we think those are friends. Mm, they are not, honestly. Because when you need them, that's the time you find out that they are not friends. They will give you every excuse why they can't support you. They will mock you behind you. They will laugh and scorn you at your failure. They will be the first to slap. They will be the first to want to humiliate you. Why they say something different in your presence, in your absence, they articulate you. They join your opponents to make sure that they pull you down. They will give your opponents tips on how you will come down because your progress make them envy. You don't know? When you laugh, they're not happy. Even though they're clustering you, whatever you have, you're trying to share it with them, they're never satisfied. Those are not the sort of friends that, that I'm, I want to talk about today. When I'm talking about us needing each other, I'm talking about us looking in the community, looking among our, our those who are hanging around and finding those who can really be true friends. And those are the people that when the time that you need them are there, they will come for you. And when they need you, don't fail to be there for them. The Bible tells us of such a friend or such a person, the first has to be Jesus. When you have him, you have everything in your life. It's a friend that's ticket better than a brother. That's Jesus. At any time you need him, at any time you need him, Jesus is always ready. It doesn't matter how down you are, he will pick you from that down. It does not matter how guilty you may find yourself, as long as you open up your mouth and confess that, he will forgive you. It's a friend that's ticket better than a brother. You can afford to put your confidence in the man Jesus. 
And you see, you need you need him as just just like he also will need you to open up your mouth and testify about the goodness of him and bring other souls into the kingdom of God. Now, I give us an example of a man that really had good friends and eventually those friends had to come to his aid. In the book of Luke chapter 5, from verse 18 and 20, the Bible tells us, it says, and behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. Palsy is a sort of paralysis, especially accompanied by involuntary tremor. So it jakes, it makes people to jake. So, and they thought, these people brought a man with palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. They, they discovered that Jesus was somewhere, and they know that everywhere that Jesus goes, he heals the sick, he raises the dead. So when they saw that their friend had a problem, he had a problem that he could not help himself, and the crowd have occupied where Jesus was, and there was no means for them to enter into the arena. What did they do? He said, and when they could not find way to go in, way to bring him because the multitude were so much they went upon the house top that's the roof and let him down through the tailing with his couch into the mist before Jesus so that means they, they looked for a way climbed the roof of the house and then began to drop the man gently with his couch. They dropped the man, they, they made sure the man landed in the midst in front of Jesus. I want you to examine the strength that must have gone out of them, the tactics, the time that must have been consumed. You see, when you when people begin to discover that they need others to achieve in life, they need others to support in life, they need others to be successful, they will not be putting up the sort of counterfeit behavior that they are putting up. This man was handicapped. This man had palsy. This man could not help himself anymore. This man had been, you know, this man had been, you know, constrained only to bedridden. That he was now waiting to die. Waiting, that was the, the next thing for him to be written off. He's been written off, but his friends refused. Not the family, friends. The Bible says, and friends brought him the friends. Oh, may the Lord, as you are listening to me at this moment, may the Lord give you good friends. As you are listening to me this moment, may the Lord connect you to good friends. May you yourself begin to desire to be a better person. Hallelujah. When you look around your neighborhood, when you look around you, what are the needs? You are finding. How are you supporting those who are in need? More especially in this pandemic period. How are you helping those who have lost precious ones under the influence of COVID-19? 
What are you doing to support and to help and to be a blessing? In what assistance are you giving to people around you? Or you just cruise along your car, you alone, and you zoom off and you go. Thank God you are healthy and you are alive. But do you know when it's going to be your turn? When you find yourself, you are opportune to influence something that will make somebody happy. What do you do? Do you turn your back? and join the against people, against that person who is depending on you to help him to go to the next level. When it is a time to go and cast, maybe, maybe, maybe a friend, somebody is trusting you for his next level, what do you do? Is it a time to conspire against that person and join up with the against people just to make sure that you bring the person down? What do you do? Let us learn from the experience of these friends who brought this man to Jesus. The Bible said, and when he saw their faith, who? Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said unto the man, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Jesus could not believe that they could still be friends who could be so intimate, who could make such an effort to drop their friend, drop him from the center of the roof down to the ground where Jesus was standing just for the man to have life. I believe they said, even if that would be the last love what I showed to this man, let us do our last and let it be that he didn't recover. But good at them. When the man landed in front of Jesus, the man received back life. You see, you need to give somebody a push to get to the next level of that person. You don't need to allow the person to die and to die in agony, to die and to die in hunger, to die and die in joblessness. When you have the privilege to influence the life of somebody. I give us another scripture to buttress what I'm speaking about this morning. In John chapter 11, we learned about Lazarus, how Lazarus died. We learned everything about Lazarus being a very good friend of Jesus. Lazarus, Mary and Martha, everybody knew them because even their village was known because of their influence with Jesus. But a time came, Lazarus was the only son among these two sisters. So nobody, told, nobody spoke about their, their parents. But what we know is that Bethany became known for, you know, a place of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. So they had great influence. They were influential and they were friends of Jesus. And Jesus was always going to Bethany because of them. But Lazarus became sick. And the sick, the sickness, claimed the life of of Lazarus. Eventually he died. While the sisters were waiting for Jesus to come, Jesus did not come at that time. So it became like, hmm, your friend, you needed him and he was not there. The, the, the friend you guys were dining with, he, he was nowhere to be found when your only brother was sick. So that could have left bitterness in their heart. But somewhere along the line, Jesus heard about the sickness of Lazarus and could not go because Jesus wanted to prove a point somehow. 
So eventually when Jesus now decided to go to, 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 to Bethany, they had already buried Lazarus. So the professional mourners were still all hanging around, just like when they had buried people. So people don't normally leave them. Others are still hanging around for some couple of days. So the Lazarus had already stayed four days. And they grieve. So eventually when Jesus came to the scene and everybody was crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and they were wondering if he were to be here, our brothers wouldn't have died and others began to gossip and he said he can heal people. Why didn't he come at the right time? They were all making all of those smiles. Jesus looked. The Bible said he wept and he went to the stone. He went to the, the side they have laid Lazarus, he went to that side and then, you know, with that groaning heart, broken spirit, Jesus said to the people around, take away, take away the stone that you have laid on top of his grave. Take it away, take it away. They began to give excuses. Jesus said, I said, take it away, take away the stone, take away the stone. And the Bible said in verse 40 of that, uh, John 11, verse 40, and they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. They took away the stone. You see, Jesus had all power. He knew what he could have done. He knew how he would have called a man forth from the grave without evil, with the stone and everything still, you know, still intact. But he wanted that they should do some certain things. He wanted that those around should do some certain things. So there's a time in our life, there's a time in the life of people when they're not able to help themselves and that's why we need each other. There's a time I may not be able to do what I'm used to doing for myself and I need you. And there'll be a time you will not be able to do yours and you will need me. This man who passed on, he was no more able. I mean, no matter how he desired to live, he was not able to give himself life. No matter how the sisters had desired him to live, because he was the only son, they were not able to give him life. Jesus himself got there. Jesus didn't want to do the job all alone because he believes that there are things we need to do if we need to see his presence. If we need to be revived, if we need to recover, if we need to prosper, if we need to excel, there are things we ourselves, there are things that must be done. That means he, Jesus will not do it all. So if you are in a condition, in a situation where you cannot help yourself, God expects that those around you, those who have been your friends, and that's why I'm talking about real friends, those who are your real friends, who are around you, who know what has been your problem, that's the time they're supposed to stand in the gap for you. They are supposed to stand in the gap and provide. They're supposed to make every effort to make sure that you are being sustained. They don't need to throw in their towel and just give up on you. They are the time, that's the 
Sometimes they're supposed to make attempt to take away the stone, to take away the, the, the hindrances that are preventing you not to live, to take away the hindrances that are making you not to, not to go forward, to take away the hindrances that are making you not to prosper. We need each other. You need me, I need you. You, you need good friends to stand and be a hedge around you. The family members of Lazarus couldn't do that. I mean, the sisters could not do that. They could not. Because if they had known that, it just, it just, it just, they couldn't call forth. I mean, they couldn't call forth their brother to come back to life. They could not. And they just wanted that Jesus would do everything when Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus comes eventually. Maybe, maybe who knows if he will call for our brother. We don't know. We, we don't know because the guy is gone. But Jesus said, do your own part while I do my own part. What does that mean to you? In this COVID time, in this pandemic, you're supposed to open up your eye very wide. Look around. Who would you be a support to? Take away the stone. Take away the stone. Take away the stone that is hindering somebody else not to live. Take away that which is a source of pain in the life of somebody else and give them joy. Don't be, don't, don't, don't enjoy when others are down. Don't enjoy when others have failed. Don't enjoy when others have, have, have been disappointed. Don't be a, 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 a celebrant of sadness when you see other people sad and sorrowful. That's the time you jubilate and that's the time you're in your best. No, don't be, don't be. Give assistance. Give assistance to those who need it. Give food to those who need it. Put food, put, put smile in the faces of people each day you live. Provide for the have-nots. Don't, don't see your neighbor who have lost job because many people have lost their jobs in this season of pandemics. They have lost their jobs. And then you know they have no food. And instead of you to provide for them, you just wave, say, neighbor, bye. You're not removing stones. You're not. You're hardened. You saw those who are sick. Instead of you giving a helping hand like, the ambulance, call the ambulance, call the ambulance. Yes, call the ambulance for the, you just okay. You've not seen your neighbor for two or three days. You never care to know whether he's still alive. As long as you can enter your car and drive away. Take away the stone. Take away the stone. Take away the stone from people's life. The source of their pain. The source of their grief. That which is adding to their sorrow. Take it away and give somebody joy. Assist to give somebody joy. Assist to put a smile in the faces of people. Assist to sponsor those who have no ability to train their children. Assist to sponsor and help their kids to go to school. Now they are alive. Now you have the substance. Assist somebody else. Let me know. Let me just mention it here. Let me, a good friend. They are called bona fide. They are those who open up their heart and tell you the truth, even if it hurts. That's how you know a good friend. Those who come to your rescue during your deepest time of crisis, not those who desert you, not those who go, clue, clue, clue. I'm going through a process right now. 
But you see, there are those I expect to say, oh, wow, did it happen? But there are others who are laughing and, and scorning. And then they say, oh, will she be the only one that is always there? Yeah, 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 yeah. we also must go there. And there are those who have hibernated. They, they act as if they don't know. And then they wait until the time is over, and then they come again to this office, pretend to be friends. As you have heard this, please be a genuine. That was uh, the word of God from Apostle Helen Rudolph, you know. And uh, with the out of the way, we'll be, uh, well, the next few moments, we'll play some music, take the news, and then we'll proceed. Together. 
It's summer and the holiday activities are here again. We'll be organizing fun and pleasant activities for all residents. Summer is the time to take a vacation, to relax, and to do fun things with family, friends, and neighbors. For more information, visit www.swazoom.nl or our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thank you. Voice of Niger is right here to promote your business. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Niger. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're not promoting your business. We can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 06-846-06-550. That's 06-846-06-550. Voice of Ninja, your place to advertise. religious uh, gospel uh, segment out of the way, we will be well, hitting another dimension. I'll take you on a journey, spotlighting the amazing size of people with disability. And so we'll be talking to a lady called Carol Castro. I hope you're ready. Thank you for Peace. 
Hey, good morning once again, ladies and gentlemen. In case you just join us, uh, this is Apostle Larry Duncan. I'm co-hosting this program, of course, with Apostle Helen Ruth Duncan, and she will be, you'll be hearing her voice shortly. Today we have a guest uh, who is joining us by Skype, and uh, she goes by the name uh, Carol Sastro. It turns out that we have another Carol in the studio. I'll tell you about her uh, very shortly. And let's see, let's see if Carol is online. Hi, Carol. Goedemorgen, Larry. Goedemorgen. Nou, met mij gaat het heel goed. Mooi, mooi, mooi. Je bent van harte welkom. Oké, nou, mijn Nederlands is, is niet zo goed. Dus uh, ik ga Engels met je praten. Is dat goed? Is goed, ik versta je wel. Mooi, mooi. Uh, maar ik heb uh, geregeld, uh, we hebben uh, twee jongens hier. Twee, uh, 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 een dame en een... Hoe doe ik het? Ja, oké. Ja, die gaan mij... Uh, uh, zeg maar, assisteren met de vertaling. Is dat goed? Ja hoor, prima. Oké, okay, mooi. Nou, ik wil die... Uh, How do I do Is it right to say jongens? Huh? Oké, okay, ja. Yeah. Yeah. Ik ga die, die jongens uh, zeg maar, uh, introduceren. Uh, ik heb uh, hier in de studio, die gaan samen uh, gaan, uh, met ons uh, samen werken. Because um, she's busy with this girl. Yeah. I have a uh, Carol Oak. Carol, say hello to uh, uh, the other Carol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Carol. I get Caroline. Caroline. Yeah. I can talk off-quarter with uh, Carol. Okay. Boy. Okay. Dag, Carol. Hi. <laughs> we have an Oak, uh, Ruben. Ruben also uh, here in the studio. Ruben, say hello. Hi, Carol. Speak with Ruben. Dag, Ruben. Uh, all's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, one. Okay. Good morning, allemaal. Okay. Now, I have a short introduction. After that, then I will further with the questions. Is that good? Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Carol, and um, thank you, we listeners, to Radio Voice of Niger. We are transmitting this hour on the normal frequencies, and we encourage you to give us a call on the studio line on zero twenty. Uh, 3773-737-1619, I repeat, 0207371619. This is coming to you live on Radio Voice of Niger. As introduction, our topic today is spotting, spotlighting the amazing sights of people with disability. Yeah. It is high time people with disability get a fair share of public attention and credit for the smallest amount of positive and the mundane accomplishments that they are able to make. Can you get that? No, no, no. Most of the time, people with handicaps tend to be shoved behind the scenes, are often forgotten and their talents um, little celebrated. So with a series of uh, radio programs and TV we are now running, we hope to help correct some of uh, these imbalances. So our guest today is Ms. Carol Castro. Sastro. Sastro. Carol is the president of uh, the platform Gehandicapper South Coast. And also we have as interpreters um, uh, Ruben. Mr. Ruben? And Caroline. And Caroline. Okay. Can you all say hello to our... This is already, I think. Yeah. They've done that? Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's proceed to the first question. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Do I ask? Yeah, Ricky, I asked a question and uh, they give an interpretation. Of the what sort of disability do you have and how did it happen and for how long have you had it? Now, Carol, still actually the fraud begrabbed in Angels, then we have him fatality to cave on. And that's how the fatality of our brain. Is that good? Dat is goed. Ik heb de vraag begrepen. Oké, okay. hartstikke goed. Oké. Okay. Zal ik nu antwoorden? Ja, graag. Ga verder. Ja? Ja. Uh, ik uh, was 34 jaar. She was 34 years. Ik werk. Ik werkte in Rijswijk. Rijswijk. Bij het Centraal Bureau voor Rijvaardigheidsbewijzen. Okay. Uh, ik was dus op mijn werk toen ik uh, in elkaar zakte. En uh, toen bleek dat ik een herseninfarct had. Uh, ik ben toen naar het ziekenhuis gebracht. En toen hebben ze een hersenscan gedaan. En toen bleek dat ik een tumor in mijn hoofd had. Uh, nou, da, uh, die herseninfarct is, uh, is uh, zodanig geweest dat ik daardoor uh, linkszijdig verlamd ben geraakt. Okay. Yeah. Give a quick uh, introduction. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in English. Yeah, uh, she lives in Rijswijk, yeah. 34 years. And um, while she was at work, um, she had a collapse because she had a, a, a brain infarct. So she had like a tumor in her brain. And she was taken to the hospital. Yeah. And that paralyzed the left side of her whole body. Wow. Wow. Uh, alleen, uh, ik woon nu in Amsterdam, hè? Oh, oh now, she, now she lives in Amsterdam. In, toen werkte ik in Rijswijk, oh, maar yeah. nu niet meer. Oké, okay, she, uh, she used to work in Rijswijk, but now she lives in Amsterdam. So how long have she had this infirmity? Yeah, ask it directly. Yeah. How long have you had this infirmity, Miss Carol? Uh, nou, ik ben nu 50 jaar. Okay. Um, het was ik was 34 yeah, toen yeah. het gebeurde. Yeah, yeah. Dus uh, even snel rekenen. Yeah, 17 uh, 16 jaar. jaar of 26 jaar? Oh, 16. Nee, 16, 16 jaar. Ja. So she, yeah. she had this disability for 17 years. It was 34 years that she had the, uh, the disability and now she's 50 years. So Oké. Nou, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you are welcome to interrupt our discussion anytime with your question or remark. Uh, we'll be glad to, to answer them. So feel free to give us a call on the studio line 020737-1619. Okay, Carol, wow, what a, what a story. So now, what is it like for you to live uh, a normal everyday life with this uh, disability? Nou, de, de eerste paar jaren, ik heb er wel een paar jaren over gedaan om uh, uh, het, hetzelfde uh, leven te leiden die ik uh, had voor mijn handicap. En met hetzelfde bedoel ik dat ik weer uh, actief ben in het leven. Uh, maar ik heb daar wel een paar jaar over moeten doen. Ik moest de eerste maanden moest ik revalideren. Daar heb ik fysiotherapie gehad. Ik heb ergotherapie gehad. En ik ben toen begeleid om weer uh, zelfstandig te gaan wonen. Oké. Het was niet makkelijker voor haar. Het took een tijd voordat ze kon worden 
independent, to yeah. live independent. Yeah. Uh, she went through physiotherapy, ergotherapy, yeah. and um, now in all she went through a revalidation. But now she's also um, living in. Um, uh, she, she's being helped by another person to live um, independent mm -hmm. in the place where she's now. Okay, so so uh, let's say how many since uh, the problem uh, happened. Uh, how long actually did it take you to begin to live independently? Because I, I didn't get that part of the answer. Uh, you know, in, for you to live uh, a regular, normal, everyday, everyday life, how long did it take you to really get to that stage? Um, ik heb uh, zeven maanden in het revalidatiecentrum gewoond. Mm. Uh, toen uh, kreeg ik een uh, eigen woning of een, een rolstoelwoning yeah. in uh, Amsterdam Oost. Um, en dat is uh, wat het wonen betreft. Maar ik heb ook um, toen hulp gekregen. Yeah. Ik uh, had huishoudelijke hulp en ik kreeg persoonlijke verzorging. Yeah. Uh, dus ik kon niet, nog niet helemaal zelfstandig wonen. Wow. Ik woonde wel alleen, maar ik had er wel hulp bij nodig. Okay. So she she lived. Um, um, she needed help in living independent in her house, but it took her like six months to be in a rehabilitation. She lived there for like six months in a rehabilitation center, yeah. and um, she needed help to uh, live independent in that house. Okay. So so she also had personal care yeah. of other people in mm -hmm. uh, in the house. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. So um. by your own family or by your neighbors or the general public because of your disability? Heel veel gehuild de eerste jaren en 
Uh, een van de gevolgen van een herseninfarct is ook dat je gevoeliger wordt, dat je emotioneler wordt um, en dat je ook heel snel gaat huilen. Dus het viel me ook op aan mijzelf dat ik opvallend veel huilde. Op het minste geringste wat er misging, kon ik al huilen. Ook dat was uh, heel erg wennen voor mij. En uh, dat tezamen met uh, die afhankelijkheid van anderen. Ja, dat was, dat was eigenlijk, vond ik wel een hel. Maar goed, uiteindelijk is het wel goed gekomen. Maar in het begin vond ik het best wel een hel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, before she had her disability, she lived in Den Haag. Yeah. And then when she had it, she turned to, uh, she, she lived in Amsterdam. Yeah. And it wasn't an easy experience for her because she paid people, she, hi uh, she hired people to take care of her. Yeah. And at that moment, she also didn't have any social networks. And the feeling of being dependent on somebody really uh, wasn't easy for her. And also because of her uh, disability, she got very emotional too. It was the, about, well, I'm, I might not call it the smallest things, but just yeah. the small things in her eyes. She would yeah. become very, very emotional. So she cried a lot of times. And um, so it wasn't really an easy experience. Yeah. So she, yeah. Wow, wow. Now, Carol. It is, you are a brave woman, and uh, I, I want to say I'm very proud of you. Yes. Because, uh, Thank you, well. Yeah, because uh, uh, it takes somebody with a lot of courage yeah. to yeah. to overcome this difficulties like this. Exactly. So you are a very brave woman. So my compliments, and the compliments of all of us here in the yes. studio. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. 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 Can we give Karen an applause? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right, let me ask the next question. No, I, I, the question about the family, she hasn't yeah. answered all of it. Exactly. So, Carol, uh, please tell me before the next question. I want to know, do you have family and how did they have to cope exactly. with, with this whole thing? How have they treated you or been treating you uh, since this? I mean, talk about family and also neighbors. Yes. People around you, how have they handled this whole disability issue? Um... Ik, ik heb uh, broers en zusters hier in uh, Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, en ik heb, uh, ja, ik had ook een familie in, uh, in Den Haag. Uh, en iedereen, heeft, iedereen was geschokt. Iedereen was, uh, ja, iedereen was daar heel verdrietig over. Uh, en ze waren ook gewend dat ik een actief persoon uh, was. Yeah. En ik was ook de gangmaker. Ik, ik, ging, ik ging heel veel uit en dan belde ik mijn lichtjes op van ga je mee of met vriendinnen lekker stappen. Ik, ik was constant op de dansvloer. Mm. Dus die mensen die, mensen die um, ja, samen met mij uitgingen, voor hun viel ook ineens die persoon weg. Yeah. Want ik was ook een beetje hun gangmaker. Dus voor hun was het ook een verlies. Uh, dus ja, zij waren daar best wel uh, geschokt over. Yeah. En mijn familie heeft me natuurlijk heel veel geholpen in het begin. Ik, ik, me, ik moest verhuizen naar Amsterdam. Dus die hele verhuizing heeft, uh, heeft mijn broer samen met uh, de anderen um, geregeld. En uh, ja, ik moest uh, ook vaker geholpen worden natuurlijk. Mijn zus kookte bijvoorbeeld, bijvoorbeeld uh, 
in het begin heel veel voor mij. En dan zetten ze het eten in bakjes. En dan deed ik het in de diepvries. En dan, uh, ja, dan had ik te eten, zeg maar. Um, en mijn andere zusters, die, die hielpen me ook gewoon met uh, ja, de dingen die ik niet kon doen. Maar um, het was de, je relatie met je familie veranderd. Ja. Want ze, moeten, ze zijn ineens um, niet... Uh, niet alleen maar uh, familie, maar ze zijn ook je verzorgers. De, dat, dat, de, dat verandert de relatie. Ja. Want als, als, kijk, je bent gewend om alles zelf te doen, maar nu moet iemand anders het doen. En als het je familie is, en stel voor die persoon doet iets niet goed, ja, dan, dan, dan kan je daar boos over worden. Maar dan moet je ineens tegen je eigen broer of zuster ja. zeggen van... Nee, ik wil het niet zo. Het moet, zo, het moet anders gedaan worden. Ja, ja. En wow. dat zijn normale dingen. Ja. Maar je, je bent niet gewend om zo'n relatie te hebben met jouw familie. Ja. Ja. Dus ze had family in, uh, in Den Haag in Amsterdam. En de family helpt haar um, in de the, the beginning of the period that she, that she was disabled. En... Ja. They were cooking for her. They were helping her move from Den Haag to Amsterdam. And uh, an important thing she also said that the relationship changed. Yeah. Um, so the moment you become disabled, your family relation goes from family to caretakers. Yeah. And, she, and, and it shocked her family at first because she was a very outgoing person. And I think she still is. I don't think uh, disability changed anything. But... Uh, it, it shocked her family because she was the woman who was the way maker for everybody. She spent her money and 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 uh, she's outgoing, partying, always having fun. So now that she became disabled, it was like a shock to uh, to her family. Like she has become a different person. Yeah. And and now. Um, Yeah, her family uh, is still taking care of her. And also, sometimes there will be situations whereby she um, she'll be upset with her brothers yeah. or her family yeah. because they don't do a certain thing right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and that is, yeah, the, the so challenge that she that she faces yes. when, when she um, um, wow. as, as uh, disabled. Wow. wow. Now, wow. okay, <laughs> if you both have any questions, of course, you can ask Carol as we proceed, Okay, but uh, Carol, uh, there, there must be some aspect of your, your you know, your feeling, like uh, either a feeling of either hate, uh, bitterness or hate or regret or sorrow, which, which must have accompanied this experience. Yeah. Uh, tell us what it was and how did you, have you dealt with it? Nou, kijk, ik, ik danste vroeger heel veel en dat kon ik ineens niet meer. Daar was ik heel, uh, heel boos over, heel bitter. Yeah. Ik kon ook niet naar andere mensen kijken die dansten, yeah. want ja, dan ging ik weer huilen. Dus ik kon in het begin gewoon niet genieten yeah. als, als andere mensen uh, uh, fun hadden of het gezellig hadden. Yeah. Um, ik ben ook, uh, kijk, iedereen heeft jaloezie in zich. Ik natuurlijk ook. Ja. Um, dus ik, ik was daar best wel jaloers op. Als andere mensen lekker aan het dansen waren en het gezellig hadden op feestjes. Um, alleen die jaloezie um, kon, ik een, kon ik een plek geven. Ja. Want um, 
Eén ding is voor mij, was voor mij zeker, en dat is nu nog steeds zo. Andere mensen kunnen er niets aan doen. Zij hebben mij niet gehandicapt gemaakt. Ja. Uh, ik heb gewoon pech gehad. Ik heb waarschijnlijk de aanleg ge- ge- in mijn lichaam. Dat, um, uh, ja, dat ik waardoor ik ziek uh, word en uh, waardoor het zo ver is terechtgekomen. En die kennis daarover om um, niet de schuld bij andere mensen te leggen, um, heeft mij ook geholpen om te dealen met, met, die, met die boosheid en met die jaloezie. Mm-hmm. Um, en er is één ding wat ik, wat, wat ik mezelf altijd, um, um, wat ik altijd aan mezelf zeg is dat ik niet wil toegeven aan, aan jaloezie. Maar ik heb het in me. Iedereen heeft het in zich. Maar ik wil gewoon niet toegeven aan de gevolgen. Ik wil gewoon een goed mens blijven. Ondanks dat ik nu niet hetzelfde kan zijn als mensen die een valide lichaam hebben. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she used to be a dancer and now that she has uh, had this terrible incident, she's not able to dance or even see other people dancing. And that gave her this feeling of um, um, jealousy in a way because she really wished like, I wish I could dance, I wish I could see these people. So uh, one thing she also said is that um, It helped her deal with her uh, disability by realizing that it is not other people's fault. She was just unfortunate that this uh, incident happened to her. And that helped her, uh, um, this realization gave her the understanding to deal with with her disability. And and she always tried to keep herself strong and tell herself, I don't, I, I want to be a good person. I don't want to um, uh, surrender to this, this uh, jealousy, this bitterness, and, and all that. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. Caroline, uh, your story is so powerful. But I think uh, what, I, what I like is what you're trying to make out of this whole situation. And I think that is what we all can learn from, isn't it? I think we all can learn something from Caroline's triumph over her disability. Uh, Carol, Carol, tell us, you you organized uh, an event yeah, recently. Uh, uh, het geluid viel weg. Oh. Ben ik nog, ben ik nog op... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Ik ben uh, nog steeds... Uh, we can hear her, mm. no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Now, yeah. you organized an event in March, uh, f- uh, f- you know, a public event for people with disability. Uh, can you tell our listeners more about this event, please? Can you, can you the question again? Uh, you organized uh, an event uh, this year in March for people with disability like yourself. Uh, it was in the papers, I think I saw a piece of it on the internet. Uh, what was what was what was that event all about? Okay, um, wij hebben onze organisatie heeft zich aangesloten bij uh, het comité 21 maart en 21 maart is de landelijke dag tegen racisme en discriminatie. Oh. Um, de uh, de item discriminatie, dat hebben wij opgepakt 
als uh, gehandicapt te worden ook gediscrimineerd. Oké, okay, uh, she uh, joined this uh, organization, uh, this committee, on the 21st of March. And, uh, committee 21. Oh, committee 21, yeah, yeah, committee 21. And uh, it deals with racism and discrimination. Mm -hmm. And they were uh, tackling on the, the, the subject about um, discrimination because disabled people also get discriminated because of their disability. Ik ga er even verder over vertellen, oké? Ja, ga verder. Nou, de bedoeling van deze bijeenkomst was om de mensen die naar die bijeenkomst komen, om hun bewust te maken van wat het betekent om als gehandicapte gediscrimineerd te worden. Op die bijeenkomst waren er heel veel mensen met een handicap, maar ook valide personen. En de mensen met een handicap heb ik gevraagd om aan het publiek te vertellen hoe het is om gediscrimineerd te worden. En het, het waren verschillende onderwerpen. Dus hoe, hoe het is om uh, niet makkelijk werk te vinden, hoe het is om niet makkelijk een gebouw in te komen of hoe het is om niet makkelijk mee te doen. Um, er was ook iemand uh, die blind is, die verteld heeft wat het voor hem betekent als um, de maatschappij niet toegankelijk is voor blinde mensen. Yes. Dus, en zo waren er verschillende onderwerpen waardoor mensen uh, konden begrijpen wat wij bedoelen met waarom handicapten gediscrimineerd worden. Okay. So in this uh, um, um, gathering, they were dealing with uh, how it feels uh, to be uh, um, yeah, discriminated and how they were, um, what experience they had about being disabled. And, and also uh, she was asking people in the audience because the audience was filled with people with a disability. Yeah. And um, they were asking how, what is the experience that you face and um, um, And for instance, uh, how they enter a certain building or getting even applying for a job, what difficulties they had. Yeah. And uh, also for a blind person, she asked in the audience um, about what, what was what that it, What it is like to be... Uh, what, okay, what, oh yeah, what it is to be blind in, in that uh, particular area. Yeah. yeah. What difficulties that blind person faces. Okay, now Carol, uh, this issue about discrimination is very interesting and I think uh, we would like to know more. Uh, can you tell us how discrimination uh, against people with disability, is it really a very, very big problem? In your opinion or from what you have said, is it yes. a big issue? Yeah. Uh, het, is een pro het is een groot probleem. Uh, er zijn uh, in Nederland ongeveer 2,5 miljoen mensen chronisch ziek of gehandicapt. Uh, er zijn heel veel gebouwen waar ze niet makkelijk naar binnen kunnen. Het uitgangspunt is dat mensen gelijk behandeld worden. Nou, als iemand... 
als jij als valide persoon wel makkelijk een gebouw inkomt, maar iemand die gehandicapt is, die komt niet makkelijk dat gebouw in, dan is dat geen gelijke behandeling. Als, uh, als, er, uh, als iemand, als een valide persoon solliciteert op een baan en die heeft dezelfde papieren als uh, een, een gehandicapte persoon, maar die gehandicapte persoon wordt vanwege zijn, uh, zijn handicap niet aangenomen, ja. dan, uh, dan is dat geen gelijke behandeling. Ja. En uh, die ervaring hebben veel mensen met een handicap, dat ze niet makkelijk worden aangenomen. Um, ze kunnen ook niet makkelijk naar, naar meedoen uh, of uh, onderwijs volgen of studeren, ja. omdat de school uh, niet goed genoeg aangepast is. Um, dus uh, het probleem begint al als je geboren wordt met een handicap. Je kan je niet op dezelfde wijze ontwikkelen zoals valide personen, waardoor je telkens in een achterstand wordt gehouden. En daardoor kan je dus niet op gelijke wijze deelnemen aan de maatschappij. En er zijn heel veel mensen met een handicap die dus door die ongelijke behandeling telkens in een soort van achterstand positie gehouden worden. Maar, en dat is dus een probleem. Yeah. Want iedereen moet kunnen meedoen aan de samenleving. Ja, als je was saying, in, uh, in the Netherlands there are 2.5 million people with a disability. And uh, actually the buildings here in Holland is not really tailor-made for disabled people. And even when a disabled person applies for a job, Even though they have the same credentials, even though they have the same papers, degrees, that disabled person won't really be accepted yeah. because is because of the disability, and yeah. and that is actually um, and as they they experience a lot of discrimination, and and that is a problem here in in the Netherlands, yeah. and yeah, th these are the things. And that's even if they're going to school, school yeah. yeah, even if you're applying for school, and um, it's a lot of them are set back because. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the school aren't made to, to you know, have um, disabled people follow the classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you see also a, a gap with, um, you see like a, a, a very um, large percentage of the people that are disabled, yeah. then, you know, they're not highly educated yeah. because of this, um, mm -hmm. because of the limitation yeah. of the school. Yeah. 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 Really? Um, Mag ik nog even verder vertellen? Ja, ja, natuurlijk. Nou, um, dit jaar is het uh, VN-verdrag voor gelijke kansen voor personen met een handicap aangenomen in de Tweede Kamer. Uh, dat betekent dat het wet is geworden dat mensen met een handicap gelijk behandeld moeten worden. En ik vertel het nu simpel, maar het is een heel boekwerk, dat verdrag. En Nederland is nu bezig om um, allerlei uh, regelingen te treffen om, um, om dat VN-verdrag goed uit te voeren. En het heeft, het heeft tien jaar geduurd voordat Nederland dat verdrag ondertekend heeft. En Nederland heeft wat dat betreft zichzelf ook uh, bewust in een achterstandspositie gehouden door telkens maar niet dat verdrag te willen tekenen. En um, dat, die, dat die regelgeving dus nog niet is goed is vastgelegd, um, dat bewijst de praktijk omdat er nog te veel in het leven voor ons niet 
goed geregeld is en niet goed toegankelijk is. Uh, maar ik hoop dat doordat het verdrag nu ondertekend is, dat we wel een, een, een goede stap zetten in de richting dat, uh, ja, dat het steeds beter geregeld gaat worden voor mensen met een handicap. Yeah. Maar we zijn er nog niet. Oké. Ja, zo at this moment the UN is uh, um, um, setting up this declaration for um, the rights for disabled people. Yeah. And um, the problem is is that the Netherlands every time every year they're they're working towards it by um, subscribing rules yeah. and regulations, but they haven't really made the effort to sign the declaration. Yeah. And and that really is like they are delaying to really do something about this issue. Yes, yes. And, and now that they have signed it, that yeah. now that they're making steps, so okay. it's, not, um, it's not final yet. Yeah. yeah, okay. Wow, wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're following this program, please give us a call on 020-737-1619. Uh, I would like us to take a short break. And when we come back, uh, then Carol, you're yeah. going to talk to us about some of the positive and amazing things which have showed up in your life since this uh, disability, because we'd like to know about them as well. Is that okay? Uh, sorry, uh, you feel very far away, so I have it okay. very good. Yeah, now, uh, we are going to take a break. Oh, we are going to pause. Pause. Yeah. Then, when we come back, I will tell you about the positive things you did in your life since this disability. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. discussion and if you are listening uh, feel free to give us a call in the studio uh, we have about 15 or so minutes to finish so uh, you, if you have a remark or question please give us a call before it's too late this is very important everybody must be concerned about this this uh, situation and uh, and uh, you know yeah you know show that we are part and we need to support those who are not so able as us but we must recognize the the potential in them and give them the freedom and the room to, to be who they have to be.
you know as well that uh, there is a life changer, a destiny changer, a miracle worker. And we always will testify that the Lord Jesus is a miracle worker, a healer. And so uh, regardless of whether you have an issue in life or not, we need you to know that at some point you're going to need the help of the miracle worker. We're talking about Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And so use this song to encourage yourself. Like Carol has been able to overcome obstacles in life, we all can overcome as well. It doesn't matter what kind of issue or disability or limitation you have in life, you can overcome. Let this song bless you. Return to the program now. I hope you enjoyed that short musical interlude. I would like to welcome back Carol. Hello. Carol, welcome back, Carol. Okay, welcome back all the studio uh, guests as well. All right. Now, Carol, did you hear the music? Did you hear the music, Carol? Ask him what she got to hear the music. Carol, but you can't. Yeah. No? Have you another music I lost it? The music of me. Okay, boy. Was it look? Was it look music? <laughs> okay. Now, Carol, uh, let's talk about some of the things that have happened, the positive things which have happened in your life since this disability. What can you tell us or what would you like to share with us which has you know happened on the positive side? Ik wil eerst uh, nog zeggen dat uh, ik ben wel zes maanden in het revalidatiecentrum geweest. Yeah. Maar ik heb er ongeveer zeven jaar over gedaan yeah. om te zijn waar ik nu ben. Yeah. Um, ik, want ik, ik raakte in 2000 raakte ik dus gehandicapt. Yeah. En in 2007... Yeah. Um, toen, ja, ik, ik, uh, ik had eigenlijk... Uh, nog niet zinnigs gevonden om te doen. En op een bepaald moment had ik gewoon die behoefte weer om, uh, om, om, om weer zinnig bezig te zijn. En toen ben ik op internet gaan kijken. 
Want ik dacht, misschien kan ik vrijwilligerswerk doen. En toen vond ik op internet een uitnodiging voor een bijeenkomst. Uh, georganiseerd door um, Asadaka. En zijn bijeenkomst ging over vakantie voor mensen met een handicap. Nou, dat is het eerste positieve wat mij is overkomen, uh, waardoor ik nu ben, waar ik, uh, waar, ja, wat ik nu doe. Um, en um, ja, het ging eigenlijk, vind ik, best wel magisch, want um, ik had van de ene op de andere dag, had ik uh, een, een soort van ingeving, um, je moet vrijwilligerswerk gaan doen. En het, het, het was natuurlijk niet iemand die letterlijk in mijn hoofd zei, je moet vrijwilligerswerk gaan doen. Maar het is een gevoel dat ineens ontstaat. En die gevoel, dat was een behoefte om me weer belangrijk te voelen. En nou, daar heb ik naar geluisterd en ik ben daarom gaan kijken. En daardoor heb ik die, uh, die vereniging gevonden. Um, ik ben toen naar die bijeenkomst gegaan. En uh, heb meteen kennis gemaakt met alle mensen die daar bezig zijn. En ik ben meteen voor die vereniging vrijwilligerswerk gaan doen. Uh, nou, ze waren zo tevreden over mij dat de voorzitter gevraagd heeft of ik vicevoorzitter wilde worden van die vereniging. En daardoor heb ik zo ontzettend veel kunnen meemaken. Ik, ik, ik ging naar bijeenkomsten, ik ging naar vergaderingen. Ik leerde heel veel informatie over, ja, die belangrijk is in, in de wereld van mensen met een handicap. En uh, die, die tijd bij uh, die vereniging, Asadaka, is een hele goede stage geweest voor mij om ingewerkt te raken in het werk dat ik nu doe. Dus je kan zeggen dat dat eerste positief is wat, uh, wat mij overkwam uh, om, om te kunnen zijn wie ik nu ben. Nou, daarna uh, kreeg ik een, 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 een nieuw huis in Amsterdam-Zuidoost. Want in Oost woonde ik op een tweede etage en die... Uh, de lift was daar heel vaak stuk en de deuren hadden elektrische deuropeners, die waren ook heel vaak stuk. En daardoor miste ik heel veel afspraken, want dan kon ik het gebouw niet uit. Ja. Dus op den duur was ik het zo zat, toen ben ik op zoek gegaan naar een, uh, een andere rolstoelwoning. Nou, dat heeft ook wel een tijd geduurd, maar uiteindelijk vond ik een benedenwoning in Amsterdam Zuidoost. Ja. Dat was mijn reden om naar Zuidoost te verhuizen. Ja. En tegelijkertijd met die verhuizing vertelde een, een, een collega mij dat er een vacature voor een voorzitter van het platform gehandicapten in Zuidoost uh, er is. En daar heb ik op gesolliciteerd. Uh, ik heb toen een gesprek gehad en ik ben meteen aangenomen. Waardoor ik dus voorzitter werd van, uh, van, ja, van, van Platform Handicap in Zuidoost. Maar mag ik je even onderbreken? Uh, wat ook heel mooi is, wat me is overkomen. Yeah. In, door het werk heb ik mijn huidige vriend leren kennen. Oh. En natuurlijk de huidige mensen die voor het platform bezig zijn. Nice. Uh, oh, en ja, door het werk heb ik mijn vriend leren kennen. En uh, ja, 
ik heb Rico zou kunnen zeggen dat ik de man van mijn leven heb gevonden. Oh, voor een vrouw die gehandicapt is. Maar ik vind, we passen zo goed bij elkaar. En we vullen elkaar heel goed aan in het werk. Want hij doet ook ontzettend veel voor de platform. Dus die verhuizing naar Zuidoost heeft me eigenlijk een goede functie opgeleverd. Waardoor ik toch meer goed kon doen. Me een situatie opgeleverd. Um, ik, de mensen die ik ken, de mensen die op de platform werken. Ik ben trouwens ook, um, ik heb een award gewonnen op de laatste, ja, uh, op de vrijwilligersdag in, uh, in, in Zuidoost. Het was een feest en toen bleek dat ik genomineerd was. Oh. En um, ja, en ik, ik heb uh, die award voor, uh, voor de categorie belangenbehartiging en emancipatie gewonnen. Maar eigenlijk heb ik niet alleen die award gewonnen, onze hele organisatie heeft het gewonnen. Oké, okay. uh, ja, even breken. We willen een kort samenvatten, omdat we hebben niet meer tijd Dus even aan de vertaling. Ja, dus she has been through uh, a lot of positive things. Um, okay. it, it all started, uh, it took her like seven years to get to this point, but it all started with the fact that she had this feeling that she needs to do uh, voluntary work, yeah. that she needs to be active. So she was looking on the internet and looking for where she, where she can really help. So she uh, got in touch with uh, Adaka. Uh, Asadaka. Asadaka. And uh, that is uh, uh, a place where they talk about uh, disabled people who go on vacation and the yeah. things that they experience. Yeah. So. Um, As she went there, uh, she um, they hired her and they accepted her. Uh, and as she was working there, they liked her that much that she did so well that they made her vice president of that place. And um, so that was like the beginning. That was the beginning of the positive things that was happening. Then uh, she had a bad experience in a certain uh, um, house because the house was not really tailor-made for her dis disability. So uh, she found a house inside O's that was very good um, uh, for her disability and she moved there. And they were looking for people who um, uh, were disabled but who could like supervise a certain place and she was accepted there. And that is where she met the love of her life. Oh. And the love of her life also helps with um, the things that she does there, the platform. He's on the platform most of the times. And as she was also in Oh, she got uh, nominated. Actually, her whole organization in Southeast got nominated for, um, um, how do you say, the best... Um, 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 yeah. The uh, best candidate. Yeah, the best candidate, but uh, to receive an award because she uh, because of her voluntary well, work. Service, okay. Yeah, a vo voluntary service. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Now, uh, Carol. Unfortunately, our time is up, so uh, I'm gonna have to thank you right now yeah. for this short uh, but interesting interview. Uh, maybe we we'll have to arrange a continuation of this yeah. of this uh, interview. Carol, ben je nog? Ja, ik ben er nog. Ja. Yeah. Uh, nou, helaas. Jullie uh, ook bedankt, hè? Ja. Het was een heel mooi, uh, interessant uh, zeg maar, gesprek. En. Uh, 
Hopelijk uh, binnenkort gaan we opnieuw uh, 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 afspraak maken. Oké, okay, yeah. nou ik hoor het wel, ik doe het heel graag. Ja. Yeah. Oké, okay, ladies and gentlemen, on this note, we like to say bye bye. Thank you. Beautiful discussion with Miss Carol. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a playback anyway, uh, but I think it was great. Okay, so we have a few uh, minutes left. I'd like to treat you some nice music before we say bye bye. discussion i think it's time we you know hopefully things have changed a lot improved a lot for those we one form of disability or the other um, we are all the same we are all equal so we all deserve equal chances and i thank the netherlands government for doing its part in, in this uh, effort to to give accessibility to everyone especially those with physical uh, or you know physical disabilities or something like that Thank you, Carol, so much. Very inspiring talk you gave us. We have about two or three minutes to sign up, and uh, about two or three minutes to sign up, and it, it's just so it's been so awesome being with you. Enjoy this music while it lasts. Your spirit giving me direction. I worship you, I worship you. Like day and night, I sing for you, I sing for you. Everything I give to you, I give to you. My heart and soul belong to you, belong to you.
we want to say goodbye to you. Thanks for being in our company. And we'll see you next week, God willing. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>